All right, everybody. Welcome to Chronicles from the Cushion, a podcast hosted by myself, Shola Wickwar. I started that com page a few years ago, or a couple of years ago. Tonight actually starts my third year uh, working with the racing, or racing out here. Um, I'm alongside Tanner James Schmidt, the voice of IMCA racing here in Kansas. Uh, yes, I'm let Tanner say hi. Hey everybody, how's it going? Tanner Schmidt, been announcing for starting my 12th year for IMCA Dirt Track. All right, we have Madison Reed up here in the booth. We'll get to him in a little bit, or he might pop his head in occasionally. Um, as this first episode, we're just going to kind of introduce ourselves. So, like I said, I started willingandeal.com a couple years ago, and I've been writing articles about the racing out here in Kansas. I started over in Colby with Thomas County Speedway, then one full season over there and then championship night here in Hayes a couple of years ago I wrote my first article for Hayes and then Chris Sutton was all about it and fired up and asked me to come full time or come full time over here at Hayes and uh, write for RPM Speedway on a weekly basis um, I've always been a race fan I from the day I was born, I was watching racing, watching NASCAR with my dad. And then we moved to Wisconsin and my stepdad actually got me into asphalt, super late model racing. It was like my passion for years up in Wisconsin and um, just got to know guys like Lowell Bennett, Brazen Bennett, Andy Monday. Um, I never got to see Luke Fenhouse or Ty Majeski race in person, but because they were just starting racing when I was going through high school. Um, and then I remember I, I went to one dirt race. I went to a dirt late model race in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, my senior year of high school. And we, or I saw Bobby Pierce completely wax the field after Bloomquist had trouble I'm pretty sure Bloomquest blew a motor or an engine in that late model show up in Wisconsin. But um, I moved back home to Kansas for college and needed a hobby out after I graduated college. And I decided to give the dirt tracks out here a shot. And I was hooked like right off the bat and just kind of grew the wheeling and deal.com deal into a pretty big deal now. I mean, I'm not huge out here, but we're definitely making some traction. So uh, I'll let Tanner talk about himself for a little bit now. So, yeah, starting my 12th year of dirt track announcing, uh, started at the Sherman County Speedway over in Goodland, kind of fell into that one, kind of had. Two guys that used to do it uh, for many, many years when I was growing up there, watched dirt track racing forever, and those two guys were pretty much the announcers of Goodland and Colby. Um, and then one of them 
decided he was going to step away from announcing. And I asked the other guy if he needed a partner and didn't really, wasn't really interested in the 12 year old kid doing it. So a couple other people he kind of bounced around weren't, weren't the best announcers. And one day, I don't remember this, but my dad says that one day we went out to eat or something and we came home and there was a note on the door that had said, Tanner, call me with the announcer's name. And just kind of fell into it. First year was probably a little rocky, but then, you know, did Goodland, I think for five years, uh, started announcing the RPM Speedway, my sixth season, I want to say, trying to remember all this, but my sixth season, and then uh, went to the Thomas County Speedway, did a couple things there helping out, did a couple shows, fill in for their announcer, became, I think year seven became full-time Thomas County Speedway, and then last year was my first full-time year at the Dodge City Raceway Park, so four full-time racetracks for me. Um, I do a bunch of stuff. I say a bunch of stuff. I do Stockton's Fair, Osborne's Fair. I've gone to Springfield now in Missouri this year to start the year out for me. First out-of-state announcing gig for me. So year 12 starting off strong. Yeah. Tanner's put together a pretty good career doing this and you can tell the passion he has for the sport, especially in his calls. He does a really good job. Um, all right, so usually how it's going to work is we'll uh, kind of recap what's going on in Northwest Kansas racing, but given the fact that this is first weekend out, we obviously don't have a whole bunch of news to cover, but we do, Tanner have a couple driver changes or not driver changes yeah we've definitely got some silly season news to touch on um the biggest one we confirmed with lyle russell last week but uh cam cameron gruber over at bulletproof designs dropped the 7-eleven sport mod wrap today and it definitely looks pretty sharp um I guess Tanner can kind of dive into some other of the changes. I can't think of them all on off the top of my head. So we'll see if Tanner can remember some of them. Well, just the other two that I remember, and I don't think he's here tonight because we're here testing tune at the RPM Speedway for the annual Mike Hughes Sunflower Classic. Um, but J.C. Archer and the 2BA drove Sport Mod the last I don't know, since I've seen him race, he's now moving into, I believe, a stock car, but I haven't seen him here tonight. And then another big one, Brett Berry moving up from a sport mod into a modified. And to my knowledge, that's going to be the first time he's driven a modified. But Brett, a wheelman in the sport mods, it's going to be interesting. I think he is here this weekend or going to be here this weekend. So confirm from Madison that he's going to be here. So, um. I'm excited to see what they can do. I'm excited to see what Brady can do in a sport mod. I've wanted him since I've been announcing he's driven a hobby stock and I've wanted him to move. Oh God. Sorry. People get a little squirrely over there in turn. I said, this wasn't going to be a good idea watching test and two. People get squirrely in turn number four. and The lone hobby stock out with the, the sport compacts, but I've wanted him to move up for a class because he's just been so dominant in hobby stocks. And I really think, you know, the sport mod, we're going to see a good, 
a good telltale sign of what he can do as a driver. I mean, it's a new class. It's something he's not quite used to. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's going to be interesting. Uh, obviously, I wish I could switch the camera and let you guys see the new track surface. Uh, so it's a relatively new track surface. Obviously, we still have the old dirt, but uh, Tanner might know a little more on this, but we brought in dirt from somewhere. Just down the so, road is what I was told. Just a couple miles west of the racetrack. I don't remember how many truckloads they brought in, but whole new surface on top. And so far right now, it looks like it's really, really holding, at least from the, which they just farmed it a little bit ago. So we'll see kind of, we have a nice live view of what the surface is going to do throughout a race night. So it should be interesting as Compact wrapping up a set of practice laps here. All right, I think it'd probably be a good idea to uh, bring Madison in now. Uh, but I guess real quick before, we'll just kind of recap 2022 here at RPM. Um, I could touch on, or we might just touch on all the track <laughs> champions from last year, but uh, RPM's track champions for 2022, we had Dylan Piper win the cruiser. Uh, track championship. Gage Porter got it done in the sport compact. Uh, Lyle Russell took home hobby stocks. Uh, Tyler Watts got it done in the sport mod. Tathan Burkhart got done got it done in um, stock car, which that would have been Tathan's second year behind the wheel of a stock car, right? Last year? Yes. Yeah. So pretty impressive to grab a championship in your second season in a car and then Kyle Roadlet Roadletter took it home in the modified. Um don't get distracted by the late model. Sorry, there's yeah. there's a late model out on the track just doing <laughs> at yeah. first it was gonna be the late model and a hobby stock go out on the racetrack and me and Madison were a little worried about that. <laughs> yeah. The big tire go burr and slide up the racetrack. <laughs> yeah. Nothing getting distracted by the late model. I, I used to be, so like during the pandemic or when the pandemic shut everything down, one of the first series to come back was the world of outlaw sprint cars. And like, I got crazy hooked on the sprint cars for one season, like watched every, every race possible on Dirt Vision. And I was just a big Shonen Han and Jild fan. Uh, and then one night I discovered late models and or rediscovered late models, and yeah, I fell in love with late models. But uh, we've got Madison back here. I don't know if everybody can see him. Scoot over. Uh, I can't. The chair don't scoot. <laughs> All right. What's up, guys? So here's Madison Reed, driver of the 6M Sport Compact. If you've seen that car, uh, what it was orange and black last year last year it was orange and black and a little bit of yellow uh, throwback to the mark martin eagle one paint scheme yeah yeah uh yeah that's my cars normally go with a throwback to mark martin that's just none of the mark martin cars i want you to throw back. You, <laughs> i will eventually do that 
are you going to come out and do all the little splotches? Sure. Okay. <laughs> you have two kids. Just dip their hand in paint. And... I'm about to have four. Well, dip their hand in paint and throw. And you, should have, <laughs> yeah, you should have plenty of help painting your sport compact from now on. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, oh, now we get to see Brady in the sport mod. Uh-oh. Oh, geez. Hey, he was out earlier. He looked pretty good. I know, but now we got podcast viewers. I know. Here. Now we can't be distracted. Uh, yeah. So what what do you want to talk to me about? Well, I completely missed the intro on the second half of this segment, so that's just lovely. This is supposed to be the bump and run uh, segment. I asked Tanner what we needed to call a podcast, and he's like, well, Chronicles from the Cushions, your baby, so we'll roll with it. But he had thought about starting a podcast called The Bump and Run. So that's why we're going to try and make the driver part of these, the bump and run segment. Uh, I guess, Madison, uh, you're, you're coming off a 2022 season uh, that was kind of up and down. I mean, you it, hit- up and down is a very um interesting way to put it more like it was a lot of up and smoke yeah um yeah nine nine motors two transmissions a whole car um a whole car a whole car where did the whole car happen uh so i was racing in salina um some stuff happened in front of me and a car shot down the track uh kind of tagged my right front and bent the K-frame, which if people know st- anything really about compacts, bending a K-frame is not the biggest thing in the world, but when your car is just made of rust, there's not <laughs> there's not really much you can do. I mean, it, that the, the red, white, and blue car that I used to run, it served its time. I ran that for five, six years, I think. But it won you a state title. It did win me a state title. And it, it won me a state title. It took me to Boone for the first time, um, got me a track championship, got me a bunch of wins that year. But, yeah, it was full of rust, and it was time to go. It, it was time to go. <laughs> but, yeah. All right. I, I threw some questions, or I drew up some questions. They're probably not the best questions, but – Hey, Did we'll we get any from viewers? Um, I have one special question. Is it from my wife? Maybe. Of course. Um, I'll wait to the end to ask that one. <laughs> it's a right. special question. All right. We'll save that one for last. No, unfortunately, even though I posted it on Facebook like 20 different times, nobody sent me any questions. So, so if, if my father-in-law is watching, um, he did put a comment when I shared it and he wanted you to ask me about my Frenchie mustache, but I guess you can't say Frenchie mustache <laughs> on um, Facebook or else you go to Facebook jail. Oh, uh, we yeah. to find out if TikTok likes it. <laughs> he, if you get me banned before tomorrow, <laughs> I'm going to be a little upset. He had, he had never, like, he had, he's hardly ever on Facebook. He makes one comment and gets banned <laughs> or Facebook jail. So, anyway, yeah, we're on Facebook. Yeah, it's, on the wheelinganddeal.com Facebook page, it's my it's my uh, website's Facebook page. Uh, 
Yeah, we're live on that, and then I believe Tanner's live on his TikTok. We're, we're live on TikTok, but everybody just wants to see the races. They're like, we want to see laps. races. There's no races. <laughs> it's hot laps. It's hot yeah. laps, and there's people sliding everywhere. Whoa. Oh, boy. Okay, we're good. Anyway, all right, question. All right. What do we got? The first one I kind of came up with, uh, walking through the pits, and, you know, my first year out, I uh, kind of granted – or made my way to your hauler, you know, Ted Trumbull introduced me to you. Ted and I. That was a Colby, wasn't it? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, Ted Ted is another sport compact driver, and I actually went to college with him over in Goodland. But uh, my question, I guess, if we get to that, is... Uh, oh, you're, boy. Oh, geez. We're okay. reckoning Sorry. one and two. Parking lot and two. <laughs> All right. Um, we've seen you become kind of a veteran presence in the pit area. You know, a bunch of the younger sport compact guys come and talk to you. And even fans that, you know, might be considering jumping in a race car come and ask you for advice. I guess, what's that like? And what's it like knowing that one of your sons is starting to get into racing slowly? So... I've been in, I've, I started racing in 20 or yeah, 2010. Yeah. That was very short lived. I tried running a stock car to start out and that did not work very well. Um, I've got the fastest lap times in four and I got the fastest lap times in two. Did you do the Ross Chastain move and hit the wall? No, I just spun really, really fast circles. Um, so it's like me with Braxton's car. (laughs) So, you know, I got, I got started, uh, back in 2010 and I've been doing this for, I don't know, 12, 13 years, um, to be considered a veteran is kind of interesting. Um, I've been in a compact seven, eight years, something like that. And, you know, it's, it's nice having, it's nice having the feeling that, you know, people stop. <laughs> my girlfriend uh, says she loves your mustache oh way. thanks uh having people come up to me and you know they ask for advice or you know they're, they they're not they want to get better and that that's my biggest thing when it comes to people asking me for advice and stuff is yeah we're competitors but we're still out here trying to have fun we're not out here trying to make uh any any money doing this you can't make money in a compact but you know going having people come up ask questions try and give them the best advice i can and then when we go out and we're running competitively i mean that's that's the best feeling in the world um you know me and ted i i really didn't know him until i started uh running for that state title and uh i ended up having him park by me and turns out we have completely different driving styles and setups, but just sitting there and bouncing, uh, ooh, off the track, uh, bouncing, bouncing ideas in setups and stuff back and forth, and then going out and being able to run door to door with him or you know, one and two, uh, that's that's a pretty good feeling, that's for sure. Everybody's wrecking, and I'm trying to talk. Yeah. <laughs> Funny how that oh, works. Oh, and yeah. So thanks, Dusty, for the reminder. Uh, no, so my my son, um, racing for me is a big family 
aspect. Um, when I first got started, you know, uh, the Kennedys out there in Goodland, they kind of took me under their wing and uh, I, I consider their whole, fa- their whole family part of my family. Um, as we moved on, um, the Bartons out at Dighton, they don't really race anymore. I'm trying to get Tristan back in a car, but um, they, they became part of my racing family. Those guys are some of the closest people I've got uh, in my life. And uh, my, my boys, they love going to the races, and I'm sure they're going to be really mad when they know that I'm sitting here watching cars go around the track. <laughs> um, but so when you turn, my understanding was, ooh, when you, sorry, almost out of wreck. Uh, when you turned five, you were able to start racing uh, go-karts again, or start racing go-karts. And I thought that that would be a really good thing to get my son started in was um, get him in a go-kart. And so we ended up buying him a go-kart over the off season, um, starting to work on uh, getting that ready for him. There's only going to be a couple tracks he can run, and he's still got to prove to dad that he can actually uh, drive it before he gets to race it. But I'm definitely excited to see him out on the track and, you know, doing his own thing. It should be, it should be fun. Yeah, for sure. It's always cool to get the family involved. And like you touched on, um, kind of feeling like the Kennedys are families or family. It's, it's just awesome the relationships you can build in this sport. Oh yeah, some of my some of my best friends I've met racing. I mean, <laughs> we I've got a race chat with a bunch of the guys that I compete with. You know, week in week out, we give each other heck every you know every day. Um, but in the end, you know, we're good friends. And then we come out, we race, we're really competitive, and when we're on the track. We we try not to get into each other and try not to really uh, mess mess each other up too much, but it does happen. But the nice thing is, after the race, you come back to the pit and nothing. You know, it, everybody's happy. It's a good night as long as as long as everybody can load their car up uh, in one piece. That's for sure. Man, you're getting a lot of emails. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could. Um, I've been told uh, that your kids are annoyed. Oh, from my wife. She's watching on TikTok. She is. And I don't think your kids are happy. I really bet my, uh, yeah. Hi, Charles. Hi, River. And yeah, we're expect. So we're, this racing season is going to look a little bit different for me. Um, The past three years, I've went really hard every weekend all over the state um and so this year we are expecting twins towards the very beginning of august into july jeez and uh so we're you know we're still gonna race this year um not gonna go as hard as we have been i'm also um a fire protection specialist with the Kansas Forest Service, and we go out and fight wildfires. And I'm really hoping to get out some more this uh, summer and do that. So I'll be 
I'll, I'll be racing when I'm around, um, but it's not going to be one of those deals where every weekend I got to be going to a track. It's, it's going to be weird, but, um, you know, it's also going to be nice uh, to spend some time at home with family and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, it's always important. And I definitely understand the firefighting aspect of it. Growing up, my stepdad uh, was a volunteer firefighter for Winnebago County up in Wisconsin. And uh, probably a little different than what you do in terms of calls and stuff. But I remember every time we'd go out to eat, he had his pager. And we were always worried. Not worried, but yeah. Got my yeah, pager. <laughs> definitely knew that at any point the pager could go off and he'd be running off to a fire call. So definitely have a lot of appreciation for you guys that fight fires. Yeah. And see this weekend, I'd love to be racing. Um, but I have prior fire commitments just like these last two days. Uh, I was staffing a KFS engine and actually just got off the clock about 20 minutes ago. And, um, uh, then leave in the morning and I go for a week, of, uh, training basically down by scott city so don't get a race this weekend it's going to be kind of weird not racing the first weekend of the season but yeah you know things happen yeah well um i just want to say real quick thank you madison you know you texted us a couple of days ago and let us know that you were on fire fire watch and wasn't sure if you could make it but you made it on out here and we really appreciate you coming on board first episode even though you're definitely busy and like you said can't race this weekend but we definitely appreciate you coming out to the track and uh i i was gonna if you were on track at all this weekend i was gonna ask you what you thought of the new surface but well, uh, from so from looking at it just from what i've seen you know they did put the all the new dirt in they mixed it in with the old uh, I heard him talking a little bit ago that it has a little bit more of uh, a little bit more clay in it. Hopefully, it's going to hold some moisture. We've had some issues in the past with some dust, but overall, the track looks like it's holding together pretty good. And uh, they did they reshaped it. It looks a lot wider. It looks like it's going to be a pretty racy track throughout the season. So. I'm ex I'm excited to get on there and see what what it's like. I'll definitely have to get a hold of some of my friends and see what they yeah. thought after after running their uh, their hot laps and stuff. But yeah, it's it's definitely going to be interesting. Yeah, uh, kind of one of those deals that you know. Uh, obviously, I've never raced, but I've been around race tracks. Play cards, actual go go karts, karts, hot laps, and Braxton's car. All all five of them have spun out twice. So hold on, go karts on dirt or go karts on asphalt? Asphalt. Asphalt's for getting to the track. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. No, my my racing history consists of a bunch of video game racing. <laughs> that probably doesn't tell you as much, but I don't know. Uh, for all of you NASCAR fans or people that know of NASCAR. Uh, We've got a truck guy by the name of Ty Majeski from up in Wisconsin. He got started on iRacing, or not not totally iRacing, but, you know, he was doing super late model uh, stuff. And he uh, worked his way 
or got involved with Thor Sport actually moved himself to Ohio, all the way from North Carolina to Ohio to try and work for Thor Sport and just find a ride eventually. And he finally got one. But, so uh, he went from iRacing to actually in a car, and he's, uh, well, obviously he's a bigger time racer than we are. But. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't a full transition from iRacing. There's another guy, I could be wrong on this, but I think there's a kid named Parker Retzlaff or something in the Xfinity series, which is the series below the top tier guys of NASCAR. And I think he might have actually went full iRacing to NASCAR. Uh, I don't think they could do that. I could be wrong about that. I mean, Josh Berry drives for okay. JRM. He, that's how he was discovered. Dale Jr. Mm-hmm. found him driving iRacing. And then he ran Jr.'s late models for, I don't know, five years. And it's, now he's a three-time Xfinity Series it, winner. It's amazing to me how... Brad Keselowski, yeah. Cup champion, found on iRacing, too. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. Yeah. yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Raced yeah. with Dale Jr. and On iRacing. On iRacing, and then Jr. gave him a ride in the what is now the Xfinity Series. And what, now, what happened is getting your the grassroots racing dirt track, and then you move mm-hmm. on to asphalt, oh, which here we go. is slower. Yeah, there's your mod. There's Brett, Brett Barry in a modified. Yeah. Uh, we might have to be a little quiet here. Yeah, Not so we, quiet, so we but we can watch it. Yeah. Well, here I, I can I can talk about something while you guys watch. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I went I went from rear wheel drive in that stock car for a couple races, and then I ran sport compacts for I don't know probably three years and. Uh, got in a pretty bad accident at Joaquin. He actually rolled seven and a half times. And instead of quitting, uh, I, I decided I was going to run a sport mod. And so I went from from front-wheel drive to rear-wheel drive. And, you know, that took <laughs> – that was a big experience, uh, a big change going, you know – with front wheel drive, it's all momentum. You turn your wheels if you're on the gas, and that's which way you're going. Um, you know, because those are your drive wheels. Whereas you get in a, a, a modified or a sport mod, anything like that, you can kind of turn the car using your gas pedal and your brakes. You know, don't really have to use your uh, steering wheel as much. But so it was it was an interesting experience. Um, I didn't really have the financial support or backing or whatever to stay in it so i decided i still wanted to keep racing and so i got in, back into sport compacts and really man i'm happy doing it, it yep. it's it's fun it's competitive yeah it's a it's a four-cylinder car you can pull off the street yeah. but you know it's it's still it's still a blast to do yeah and i think one of my uh, biggest things when I started covering the racing out here and everything, you know, I'll be honest, I kind of looked at the compacts and I was like, eh, is Bumblebees! This, is this really... Yeah, is <laughs> this buzz, really, buzz around, yeah. yeah is the, it really the annoying the, cars yeah, that buzz. Yeah, is it really going to be worth watching? And I remember being at a Goodland, Goodland race, I believe, in college, and I'm there at the track with my dad, and the compacts roll out, and he's like, well, this is be boring that's when everybody normally goes for a pee break or goes to the concession stand except for the announcer except for the announcer who would love to go for a pee break break. yeah but uh i mean i've heard it in the pit area and heard it out 
in other areas as well, but uh, you guys are somewhat comparable to a hobby stock. You, so you might not, you know, have all the power that a hobby stock has, but I mean, you can touch on yeah, that so, a little better. So our cars are, they're really only pumping out like 120 to I don't know, 150 horsepower. There's, there's nothing compared to these the big wheel uh, or the bigger cars, but. Um, you know, when you look at the lap times on my race pass from the hobby stocks running here at Hayes to what we're turning in our sport compacts, you would be amazed at how how fast and how close our times actually can be on certain nights. Not every night. Our cars don't really do good on the slimy stuff. I mean, we, we really slow down. Um, so fall nationals three years ago was not your race. No, no, it was not. No, <laughs> not at all. The, uh, um, the mud pack 500, the mud pack 500. Now <laughs> you want to talk about that. Uh, one of my first races in a compact, they went out, worked the track, watered it, had us go out in mud pack the track and then turned us loose. And there was this, was, we used to have 20. This was at, uh, the sunflower classic. And uh, we dropped the green flag in four, and every single one of us went off of the one and two. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Lap times we were running in Minneapolis were able to. Yep. And yeah, Jesse Dunlap just said, you know, lap times that they were running in Minneapolis was uh, able to top place in the top tens and hobbies, and that's that's what we're finding still today. Um, some of the lap times that. Uh, like the top five in compacts could be towards the top 10, towards the top, no, I won't say top five, but in the top 10 at least in hobbies. And it's, it's interesting because you watch, you watch the bigger track, bigger cars go around the track and it just looks like they're going so much faster than compared to when the compacts are out there. I mean, we, we've been watching it tonight with the hot laps that, the compacts just look like they're crawling and then you know you get these guys out here and they're it looks like they're flying you look at lap times and they're comparable it's it's interesting yeah you you talk about watching uh, the bigger cars come out and the sport compacts come out and they look so slow i'm uh a couple weeks ago when i went to springfield they ran uh, the open modified or open late models first or second they come out, and you watch two World of Outlaw late model drivers with Bobby Pierce and Peyton Looney just kind of wax the field, do their own. I say wax the field, but it was like a four-car battle for the lead. And then they have pure stocks come out. Mm, yeah. And we go from 11-second lap times to 18-second lap times on quarter miles. <laughs> Is Springfield a quarter? Yes. My first really? Time, my, the only track I've seen quarter mile. I thought it was a three-eighths. Nope, it is a quarter. Hmm. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, it, it's it's just interesting the differences in uh, cars, but then also how comparable they can be. I mean, we're not out here running times close to stock cars or anything like that, but yeah, we can run times close to close to hobbies. Yep. What hey. else you got for me? Um, so something I just thought of. You you touched on earlier when you first came on last year. Not the best year for you. Four wins, nine blown motors, one mm -hmm. car. Yes. And you've kind of touched on other stuff going through 
roles. But going from a year like that, where you have, you know, nine DNFs, ten DNFs because of motors and cars, what does that do for your confidence coming into the next season? Or is it you just new season, new beginning? Nothing. Uh, I mean, honestly, it, it happens. You know, I had I had an amazing, amazing year in uh, 2021. You know, nine, nine feature wins. Uh, track championship, state championship, went to Boone for the first time, you know, and then you're riding that high and you go into a year like last year where you go out on the track, you pop a motor, put a new motor in, you go back out, pop it again. And, you know, get in somebody else's race car, pop a motor. No, 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 no. (laughs) You get in somebody else's car and you beat them in your own car or in their own car. That's what I did uh, in Goodland with Ted's car. But, um, you know, yeah, it, it sucks. But then again, I'm not out here to go out and win every night. I'm not out here to, you know, if I, if I win, that's awesome. Um, but I'm out here to have fun. And as long as I'm having fun, then that's all that matters. The coming off of a year that just, it sucked. I mean, literally it sucked. But um, honestly, for my confidence coming into this year, it's the same as it is every year. I'm just ready to go out, have fun, see how it goes. Uh, Fired the car up the other night. You know, car sounds good. Drove it around. Runs good. So, um, you know, confidence-wise, it didn't really hurt it, I, I wouldn't say. I, am I a little worried about motors and stuff? Yes and no, but um, oh, I've got that, that KBM Motorsport motor in there that we put in right before Boone, and I've got a lot of confidence in that that it should be all right, and I, we'll make it through this year. Was it any one thing that you found last year that was causing the motors, or was it just yeah. a different thing every time? Well, so a lot of them ended up, I had put a brand new uh, fuel pump in, and these motors are fuel injected and so they have to run on a certain uh psi uh, fuel certain fuel pressure if it doesn't have it it basically will run it lean and you'll just you're just going to smoke that motor and so i think probably three or four of those motors that i went through were that um i was basically running them uh too lean and then they just they just exploded um we had some mechanical problems, uh, spun some bearings, um, just some other things that let loose inside the motor, which you can't, I mean, you can't really see happening, especially with these motors. Um, but it, it's just one of those deals. I finally, I switched out the fuel pump finally. Uh, that solved a lot of the problems. And so, yeah, I guess it, it's just a menagerie. Is that the right word? I don't know. That was about bad. That yeah, that wasn't the best thing in the world, but uh, but yeah, it, it was just on. it was just kind of a, a mix of things. Um, but yeah, my main issue was a, a fuel pressure issue, and I, I seem to have that figured out now. So now we also before the show started, we talked about uh, Dodge City Raceway Park this year, mm-hmm. you guys and the. 
Uh, mob lights. I don't know why tonight I can't think of mob lights. But <laughs> maybe it's because I see them at one racetrack. One racetrack. Out of the, out of the <laughs> six I do. But you and the mob lights, the Sport Compacts mob lights, you're going to be ran on the go kart track, the little DCRP this year. Mm-hmm. How your thoughts on that? How do you think it's really going to go? Putting, I say full side, full actual race cars on a little tiny infield racetrack. I'm, man, I'm really not sure. Um, <laughs> What you know when you when I think of that in my head, it's gonna be like I'm on the gas for two seconds. I gotta left let off and just completely slow down to basically a standstill to get through the corner, and then uh, you know get back on it again. And when I, when I just think of it in my head, I'm not super excited about it. Um, I'd love to go down there and try it. Uh, I'm really interested to see how it would work or how it is gonna work. Um, because Dodge City has an amazing facility. Uh, that's actually where I ran my first ever race was Dodge City. And it, it is a top-notch facility. And I, I am excited uh, to see the new promoter, uh, how he's going to handle things down there. I think it's going to turn out really great. Um, hopefully, kind of bring, you know, racing Dodge has uh, started to come back here in the last couple of years. And just hopefully, it, it just progressively keeps getting better down there. And uh, sorry, I'm getting distracted by cars. But yeah, just just hopefully it it all works out and that that works out well for them. But yeah, I'm 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 interested to see how running compacts on a track that small is gonna work. It, it's yeah. And you got. What, what's your thought on it, though? I don't really. You, you, in my head, what I'm, what I'm visualizing in my head is I don't know with the sport compacts how exactly the tightness is going to work because front-wheel drive race car trying to get it into that. It's all momentum. That, the compacts are a momentum. Car. Momentum, and you're on a flat go-kart track in the infield. I can see mob lights because they can kind of throw it sideways mm-hmm. and get it around the corners. But in my mind, I just can't really see a compact getting low down enough at least let's say you guys have 15 of you out there i don't know i don't know what the car count's gonna be but let's say there's 10 to 15 for the first race i don't see 10 to 15 cars maybe two or three the first two rows maybe getting low down to make the corner but then i just see kind of a not great scenario going through one and two with the back half that, of the field. that's kind of what my thought on it is is it's gonna be very interesting that the first time they hit the track. I, I don't think I'm going to make the first race down there, so that's why I say that. But it it's either going to turn out great or it's going to turn out really bad. That's that's the way I see it going. And maybe Kyler is a genius running them down there, and maybe it's going to be a great show. Oh, dude, I, I hope, of, yeah. It's going to have to be kind of a, you know, you're going to – everything's got to have a trial run. So they're going to have trial runs. I don't know if compacts will work. Mod lights, in my head, I can see it working because that's basically just a big go-kart, but, I mean, tell me I'm wrong. No, you're not. I mean, it It really is, man. It's a go-kart with a they stock can, engine. They can put down some freaking laps, though. I mean, but another thing with them, though, they start rolling, they don't stop. They just keep rolling. I want, So the first time I ever saw them was when I went with my wife to uh, Salina, and I was like, those things are cool. I want one. <laughs> and then I watched one roll, and it, it, it started in four. And it, and it just kept going, and it never stopped. I'm like, I don't want one anymore. 
Actually, I do because I think I could just throw it in the back of my truck to get rid of the trailer. Man, I'd save a lot of money. <laughs> you kind of also, something you touched on a little bit, that the new promoter there in Dodge, Kyler Fetter, is going to get fans back into southwest Kansas dirt track racing. We've seen at some of the tracks such as, you know, Dodge, Hayes, Goodland, Colby, Salina I can't really touch on because I've only announced one race there, and it was their biggest race of the year. So, But fans kind of skeptical to get out to a racetrack. It's, do you have thoughts on why and maybe thoughts on what tracks could try to do? So I'm going to say something that's probably going to be a little bit controversial. So, yeah, <laughs> I... I really think the whole streaming of races has ruined fans coming out to the track. Um, You know, you've got your diehard fans. They love coming out. They love getting the dirt in their face. They love the smell. They love everything about it. Then you got the guys that, yeah, we want to watch our friend race, but um, we don't want to go sit and watch everybody else. We'll just tune in when you race. But that's taking people out of out of the seats. Um, I can't say much because we go live every race. It's definitely a double-edged sword. It is. Mm -hmm. Because I have a lot of fans that they don't live anywhere close to where we race. I mean, I have a bunch of fans in Iowa. I've got, or fans, I got friends at least. They say they're my friends. Um, But, you know, they can't make it every weekend to come watch me race in Kansas. And so it's nice for them to be able to tune in and be able to watch. But like you said, it's a double edged sword. And I want to say that's the biggest thing that's hurting the fan attendance. Now you said you couldn't uh, speak on Salina. I've raced Salina a lot the last few years and they have a really good fan turnout they the crowds are always uh, the stands are always full they're always right involved and you know it, it's really good to see that um when you come out on a track and there's not a lot of people in the stands it's 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 really kind of disappointing and i don't think you can put that on a promoter or a track or something like that i don't i don't think that you can say that that's the reason that there aren't people in the stands. I just think they don't want to listen to Tanner. <laughs> I think the 7,000 people on TikTok would disagree. Uh, with yeah, you, I know. Uh, I know. Yeah. I think what, if you've been on Facebook recently and you follow Dodge City Raceway Park, I think what Kyler Fetters down there, what he is doing to get fans in the stands, he's dropped ticket prices back to $10 and he's engaging with the community. The new, I think they're new. The arena football team down there for Dodge City. He's doing some. They've been there a little bit. Yeah. He's doing some promotions with them. Some promotions with that. I think, and it doesn't just go for tracks here in Kansas. I think tracks everywhere need to get out to the community a little bit more, and just do some partnerships with them. It would help. Whatever you're doing, if you're doing the Boy Scouts, it would help the Boy Scouts. It would help the racetrack. Yeah. Well, what what's your thoughts, Sheldon? I'm going to watch for compact skill. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess I don't. I don't know if I have a lot of, or a really good opinion, or the correct opinion on, on all of that. But you know, I will say it kind of. I don't know if it ticks me off or it just kind of rubs me the wrong way. You know, you can be, and I'm not, not trying to put anyone down whatsoever. But you know, 
you come here to RPM, for example, and we have sprint cars here every once in a while, and I'll be walking through the grandstands and everything, and you hear so many fans say, well, if the sprint cars were here on a weekly basis, well, we'd be here, or but, we'd be in the stands. Well, the my argument is, why aren't you in the stands regardless? I mean... If you want to see sprint cars and you want to see late models come to Kansas sometime, you know the big boys, you need to you need to show up to the racetrack, in my opinion. Put your butt in the stands, support your local dirt track, and maybe, yes, eventually we can bring the bigger shows in. Because, I mean, that's not just a drop in the bucket. But you've easy. seen from last year, Dodge City Raceway Park, Sprint cars every week. Every week, yeah. a sprint car <laughs> promoter, when for, former World of Outlaw driver promoting, and there was fifty people in the stands. Yeah, one of the best facilities, the best facility. It is one of the in yeah. the state. Yep. And there's fifty people there. Yeah. I mean, I think it. So, so here's my thought on that. You know, the people that say, "Well, if they were here every week," but that's just like anything new. The new wears off, and yeah. It'd be great. Yeah, you're going to be here every week to watch sprint cars. Okay. And then what about next year? Yeah. You know, are we going to run sprint cars every week next year? Are you going to be here every every week again? Yeah. It, yeah. It's, I totally agree. I mean, I mean, for me, it's frustrating. I, I love sprint cars. That's the, the logo on my old hat is the sprint car wing for the team. I'm not going to go watch the World of Outlaws every single weekend because I would be burnout. I'd hate sprint cars. Well, I mean, not that I'm anything special but you know after the pandemic started and the outlaws brought their sprint cars back right up or not right away but were one of the first series to come back you know that season i watched every sprint car race like i was addicted to it or some shit whoops but, <laughs> so much yeah. for not cussing yeah man i've been doing really good too pg-13s get, get one cuss word yeah. per uh per scene yeah yeah oops but uh, I lost my train of thought. But, uh, you know, I watched every or almost every race that year. And the last couple of years, I can't even sit down and watch a sprint car race anymore because at least the outlaws, because I, like Tanner said, just kind of burnt myself out the, on them. The new, I, I can't the, afford dirt vision, so that's why I don't watch <laughs> it. The, the new wears off. And I don't know if that's. I wouldn't say that's what it is. It isn't getting people out to the stands because it's the same cars or whatever you want to say. But it, I really wish that we could get more people to at least here at Hayes. The the numbers have went down, and it, it it's really depressing because it is a really nice facility and really good races week in and week out. Yeah, I mean. You, you can attest to that. I mean, Dodge, Dodge City, Hayes, and Salina, I think, are probably – I mean, I don't want to talk down on any other racetrack, but Dodge City, Hayes, Salina, I think, are the three best tracks in the state. At least they put on the three biggest shows. Okay. There's other big shows around. There's the Flatlander Fall Classic in Goodland, which it's dwindled over the years, but it's still a good show. But, I mean, those three racetracks, that's where – of the three, I mean, there's others on the – Excuse me, eastern side of the state, but these three are kind of your powerhouses. And at least in, in western Kansas. Mm-hmm. I'm going to argue with you there for Hayes being in western Kansas, but we will. It's, it is western, western Kansas. Central, Central Kansas, but <laughs> I am from no, western Kansas. Okay, yeah, okay, whatever. 
but so that was another thing that I kind of wanted to bring up is, you know, the racing out in, uh, Northwest Kansas. Is that better? Thank you. Yeah. So, you know, for, for a little bit there, it seemed like the numbers, the driver numbers started to drop off. I don't know if it's just because things started getting more expensive, if people just kind of got burnt out on it, we kind of lost, um, you know, lost a generation or something. Um, but we're starting to see those numbers come back up. And that, to me, that is a great thing. And what's also nice is you see tracks fighting to stay alive and by doing that, we're getting more cars there. Um, you know, Colby going to a new promoter as well this year with uh, J-Mac. I'm excited to see how that goes. I really hope that um, Colby can get back to what it used to be um, back when BJ was running. Um, we had we had some issues here over the last year or so. And... Um, you know, there was just like Oberlin, there was racing brought back to Oberlin, and that was really cool to see. And it's 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 nice to see tracks reopening and people supporting those tracks. And um, I don't know, that's that's my thought. I think racing kind of started to die off for a little bit, and now it's coming back, and it's coming back pretty pretty hard, pretty full, yeah. full of vengeance, I guess yeah. is what I want to say. Yeah, I mean. Uh, I work over in Grainville at Better Boat Trailers, and the owner of Better Boat Trailers here in Kansas is a guy named Mike Boehner, and he raced IMCA Modifieds back in the 80s and 90s, uh, won a couple big races in uh, 93 and 94, I believe. I could be wrong on that. I'm sure Dylan Boehner or Mike Boehner will let me know if I screwed that up. But, uh, uh, you know, every day... When I come, or any time I come back from a weekend of racing, Mike always asks me, well, how do modified races go? And I'd let him know and, you know, let him know who won and, you know, roughly the car count we had. And uh, he's always asking me what we need to do to get the sport back popular and, you know, bring the big car counts back up. He remembers or we actually found it on YouTube last week in the shop, uh, a video of him winning Flatlanders. I can't remember if it was 95 or 96, but one of those years, he drew, I want to say, hill number 99 or something, had to start in an E feature. Drawing. <laughs> yeah. Mike started in an E feature, won his E feature, and... Uh, you know, made the, all the way up. Yeah, and then won the feature from the pole. Um, but, you know, I can't remember how many cars he said were there that night, but he said the fairgrounds in Goodland were just packed. I, I mean, wall-to-wall -wall with cars. My dad's talked about, I think it's before, <coughs> before my time or before I can remember, there'd be 150, 120 modifieds, just one yeah. classic car. So the late, great Mike Hughes used to talk about uh, back in the day at Rooks County Speedway, when they ran on a, a weekly or bi-weekly basis, whatever, they had a night for cruisers. 
92, 95 cruisers Sheesh. would race on a half mile track. Well, obviously not at the same time, but mm-hmm. you know, that number of cars, that's just, that's what we get for everybody on a weekly yeah. basis. I mean, you think about that in just one, one, um, one class it's just crazy but you know you, we're starting to see those numbers come back which is nice yeah. and but yeah I don't yeah know. yeah i don't know if i mean it might not ever get back to the point that you know we're sending multiple modifieds like mike talked about sending a bunch of modifieds home at flatlanders because they didn't make the feature or you know send them back to the trailer put their car away because they're not going to run in the feature we might not get back to the big numbers like that i mean but we're still we're still getting good numbers yeah yeah for sure that's a positive yeah speaking of brooks county i do have to throw this out there august 6th the compacts hey i've got to man i'm helping yeah, you promote beat, you beat this me stuff to it, but oh you're you, gonna oh go ahead you're not yeah. gonna do, do the your... plug i was gonna do you're doing the compact plug I was yeah i'm do, doing the compact i was gonna plug. do the, the next day plug or the same is it the next day or the day before the uh, crown yes the next day i was gonna do the next day plug. well you can do the next you can day do plug. Your, okay so uh august plug. august 6th uh con- i've been working for five years to get compacts <laughs> to run on the half mile there at stockton and uh, the promoter up there, Dean Kester, he finally gave me the green light. And so we're going to race compacts up there on the half mile track. And I am hoping we get a really good car count. And because I think, man, I think it would be awesome to see 20 compacts going around that half mile. We'll be flying. That track is fast. Now you can do your dirt. Well, it was, was going to be, you mentioned for up there mm-hmm. that. You know, back in the day, there'd be 95 cruisers, but now it's kind of getting back in to the swing of things there. I know Dean said that he wants to have, I don't know, maybe five races or so a year and then mm-hmm. just kind of work his way up. But a big step getting put kind of back on the map, the, the uh, Stock Car Dirt Crown is going to make a stop there this yep. summer. And I think that's going to be a huge stepping stone for him. Right? Yeah, I, I think that's going to be great. Uh, we're going to have some heavy hitters coming down. I mean, from all over the Midwest uh, that are chasing that dirt crown. And uh, I think that is going to be a really good thing for Rooks County. And I would love to see that track run more than just our fair races. I mean, I'm biased. It's my hometown. I mean, that's, that's where I grew up watching races was there on the half mile. And so I'd love to see that uh, track get back to what it used to be. But yeah, this is, the dirt crown coming in is definitely a stepping stone to getting there. And, you know, the last few years we've had the late models run there and you want to talk about some fast cars around a big track. Those late models get moving. Now, if you can just talk Dean into getting my race pass, so I don't have to get paper lineups for the, for the stock car crown, because I don't want to have to rattle off 50, 50 stock cars from a, paper lineup sit there and look at your sheet maybe Bro, i can maybe i can come be your color analyst for that maybe you can come up to the the, the crow's crew, nest the crow's nest the wooden box the wooden box yep yeah uh, speaking of my race pass you know uh for those of you that might not know uh, my race pass lifetime and scoring that a bunch of racetracks are starting to use nowadays it's actually getting a little bigger than race monitor nowadays uh, but 
I'll be the first one to admit, if I don't have my race pass at a track and I'm trying to write an article, it is a struggle. Oh, yeah. And that's just because, you know, I'm still relatively new to this sport, don't know every car. You know, I know the big names and I'm starting to recognize more cars, but we're watching what modifieds roll through the track right now. And uh, I could probably name a few, but we're not going to test that theory right now. Oh, I so. can name I can name a few, and I'm not even an announcer. Yeah. I can name probably also, mostly of them. Also, did you guys feel when that wind hit again? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you didn't know, Kansas is windy, and um, we're kind of up on top of the grandstands up here at RPM Speedway. We're only it, doing a test of tune with 50-mile-an-hour wind Yeah, gusts. only 50-mile-an-hour yeah. wind gusts. We're flying. Yeah. yeah, it's a slight breeze for Kansas, and anytime we get a good gust, uh, this whole place shakes, and yeah. it gets a little eerie feeling. I guess uh, maybe you should t- touch on that a little bit, Madison. Uh, how much does wind affect? Obviously, winds can affect quite a bit, but uh, you know, behind the wheel, how much does a gust of wind all of a sudden hit you? It, it's not as much as you think, since we're it's so we're not really spread out. We're all uh, in a pretty compact area, so it it doesn't affect you as much, but I can tell you I've raced here with a straight wind out of the south that was blowing 30, 40 mile an hours. And going down the front stretch, it just seemed like it took forever. <laughs> just that wind, that wind drag. And then you get on the back stretch and you blink and you're done. And it's like, ah, where'd that come from? You know, it's it's yeah, the wind the wind doesn't affect it as much. It might with these mods. I'm you know, I really never I I ran them but not enough to uh, be able to tell you that, um, but yeah, weather definitely can affect everything. But you got some more questions for me? Uh, one that I kind of thought about, and you kind of touched on different uh, classes. As I'll put you kind of on the spot, if you could race one car on one track, doesn't have to be IMC. It can be whatever. Whatever <laughs> Tanner's TikTok fell. <laughs> All you nine know, people uh, just fell in their face. Anyway, sorry. I guess if you could race one one car at one track, what it, what would it be and kind of why? So my wife told me I'm never allowed to run a sprint car. I really don't want to. Um, I've never been drawn to Jeez. <laughs> yeah. um, whoa there goes a, a Oliver just lost no. his <laughs> it's going down the back stretch is that his deck lid his uh, back deck lid is yep. gone yep trunk's gone oh, he just wrapped it today. he just wrapped it Ooh. it's off of turn three anyway um, I've never been really drawn to want to drive a, uh, a sprint car um you know, yeah, it might be fun to try one of these days, but it's not something because that's what most people, when you ask them, oh, yeah, I want to drive a sprint car. Yeah. I, so I went and watched the NASCAR trucks run on dirt up at Eldora, and that track is amazing. Did you not know that? What? I, I hate Wait, you. You didn't yeah, know that? No. That was me and Sierra's honeymoon, is we oh, went geez. and watched the truck races on dirt. So, but I really like that track, and I think it'd be fun to run a late model there. Yeah. And I don't really know what it is about the late model, um, pretty much because I think it, I think late models look like a boat. They're so big, 
but yet they're light and they're fast. And so it, it just kind of blows my mind. I just, I just like to run one sometime just to see what it's like. But yeah, Eldora, Eldora was cool, and that'd be that'd be the track that I wanna I wanna go race at. Yeah, I think uh, bucket list tracks for me. You know, the, the asphalt and NASCAR stuff that I grew up on is definitely up there. But lately, you know, Knoxville and Eldora are like at the top of my bucket list. I gotta give myself to. I don't have a bucket list. I have a bucket scroll. <laughs> you just you open gotta, it. Gotta yeah. see where we open to. I crossed one off last year. Went to the Daytona 500 last year. That was yep. awesome. So yeah, one of my one of my biggest things that I wanted to do, and I just wanted to go because me and my teammate Dan, uh, Daniel Irwin, uh, we had always talked about him going up and running Super Nationals, running at Boone, and we talked that. We want to go out and we want to watch one year, see what it's like, everything. And then we, you know, we'd go up sometime and actually race. And then last uh, 2021, when I was having such a good year, everybody just kept getting on me like, hey, you going to Boone, you going to Boone, you going to Boone. And that was never something I thought that I'd actually be able to do is go up there and race uh super nationals but going up there and experiencing that was amazing just the amount of people the amount of cars the amount of racing you start at two o'clock in the afternoon and don't get done until 2 a.m yeah, uh, you, you sure about that because it's mon- monsoons every year boom, so you don't start racing until no. two o'clock at you, night. you don't start you don't talk about that that stuff that falls from the sky when it yeah. comes to racing because yeah. knock on wood the two years i've went up we have been blessed to be able to get the compact show in and you know last year i went up i actually made the show and that was awesome you want to talk about like butterflies in your stomach going down that front straightaway three wide with you know the flagman in between you waving the check double checkers and then you guys get lined up and that green light comes on three wide 30 cars on a quarter mile track under the lights dude it was it's awesome uh, that that was I mean, if I don't make the show again, that's great. You know, I made the show. That was that was what I want to do. We'd like to make that a family vacation for me and my family is going up to, to Boone. Because if you've never been, that is an experience that you need to take in. And you definitely need to get a um, the steak sandwich. I'll, I'll plug that because, yeah, that was. I mean, if there's any place for a steak sandwich, I'm going to be first in line well you haven't been there i haven't boone is on the bucket list i've never been to boone would love to go to boone would love to announce a race at boone but i don't think ryan and jerry are going to give that one up well you never know i mean you could you could well no wait yeah you got wade so yeah you're you're gonna have to wait until jerry loses his voice and you know if the o doctors and uh his little what is it the timmy the tiptoe through the window deal if he keeps doing that he might not have a voice for very much longer but what's what's your special question that you're supposed to ask me uh i believe (laughs) your wife might still be in chat waiting for it but i believe um through facebook messenger i was told to ask you how does a ginger go so dang fast (laughs) i don't know (laughs) 
I knew it was a ginger question because that's yeah. She at, she straight up told me to ask you guys how many questions about me being a ginger you got, but um, you know, it, there's no secret to a ginger going fast. <laughs> but you know, it's. Are you getting nervous over there with the wind? It's getting worse. It picked up. Yeah. Sorry, guys. It's yeah. It's definitely the wind has picked up. Um, you know, I, I, I have definitely enjoyed getting involved in racing. That was probably one of the best things I ever did was get, get involved in racing and start racing. Yeah. But I remember, uh, I mean, it must have been 2019, 2018, 2019, one of those years, I, uh, I was dating someone and you know, she wasn't a big race fan, so I took a year off racing. Then it even watched NASCAR for stupid. one year. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I hated that. That was the worst year of my life. Uh, it was struggle, but uh, no. Funny, you talk about that, her not liking it. Funny story was uh, when me and my wife got engaged, and, you know, getting ready to get married. Uh, we were running, I was running a sport mod at the time. And she straight up told me, she's like, we can postpone the wedding if we need to save some money to go racing. <laughs> oh, but. Anyway. So I, I do have a question for, I guess, all three of us. It's kind of a fun little thing we can do. Mm-hmm. I want to know your guys' who do you think, what class, who do you think is going to be the ones to watch here this weekend? We've kind of seen drivers out on track. Now, I have I have my little list of drivers in a track or in a class, and I want to see what you guys. Think. Now, are you talking um, like changes, like seeing uh, Brett Berry there in the in the modified? I just want to know who do you think is going to be who's going to show up this weekend? Who's going to put on the show? Definitely not the thirty three car that just spun out and turned number three. <laughs> so you know, I really think Brett is going to be interesting to watch in that mod. I, I think he's going to do well. You, we saw how uh, Sproul went from uh, Sport Mod to the A Mod and had success, I mean, immediately. One YMCA Rookie of the Year. Exactly. I mean, I think I think the guy to watch this weekend – wow, this wind is bad. I think the guy to watch this weekend in the Modifieds is going to be – What? Who's that? Jason Ward. <laughs> I, I think it's going to be Brett Berry in the Modifieds. And that's going to be my, my first. I think Spring Show, RPM Speedway, it's going to be very hard to beat Stephen Bowers. It, it, he shows up, man. Spring Show, Fall National, that 77 is always a rock but, but now he came out a little bit ago and he had issues. Hopefully, I don't, I don't know what it was. It's just the uh, beginning of the year rumbles and stumbles and he'll be ready to go. Well, and that's the, that's the thing. He was slow for a little bit pulled off the track, and then when he came back out, he was all right. So maybe he just needed to make a change. But, yeah, Bowers is always, always fast when he shows up to these big shows here at Hayes. Yeah. I don't know if this, if he's going to be a real threat to win this weekend, uh, but I think overall this year, I'm really interested to see what the 60-60 of Dylan Sherpick and the Modified does. You know, last year probably not the – his strongest year, you know, you guys might correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think Dylan won a race last year. Last year. 
I could be wrong. I think his car won at Dodge, but I think his brother might have been behind the wheel. But I could definitely be wrong about all of that. Uh, but really interested to see what Dylan Chirpik does this year. And then uh, I guess jumping down to the sport mods for a little bit. Uh, I'm kind of interested to see what goes on uh, with Brady Binken jumping up to sport mod. That's definitely going to be interesting. Uh, 51 mile an hour wind gusts. <laughs> Sorry. No uh, wonder the towers rock. Now, did you say that because he's on the track right now? Uh, no, no, I did not. So, uh, yeah, he's been out a few times and he looks really comfortable behind the wheel of that sport mod. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. He's still running his hobby stock. So it's going to be interesting to see how how he does in that. Yeah. I also uh, want to kind of hit on uh, or touch on Brianna Moplin. So uh, sport mod driver Brianna Moplin, we saw her kind of make a leap last year. She definitely looked a lot more comfortable behind the wheel of the sport mod. So I'm interested to see how she does out here. Now Not that, only now that she's RPM. got that full year under yeah. her belt, yeah, under that. for sure. I think, not to interrupt you, no, but you're good. I think she's probably a threat to win at a track this year. Now, is she going to win here at now, that depends if a uh, blue number 14W shows. <laughs> exactly. Because you Kansas know, Racing, you know yeah. when Blaine Walton loads from the trailer. That's probably going to be your sport mod winner. He is going to yeah. be tough to beat. I know mean, Brett yeah. Murray's done it a couple times. Brandon Moflin mm-hmm. has done it once at Dodge City Raceway Park two years ago. So, I mean, it is doable, but it's very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. He, he is definitely one of the top competitors in the state uh, in a sport mm-hmm. mod. Yeah. Now, what what would you what do you guys think about the stock cars now? Um, for this race or this year in general? No, this, this race. This stock this cars weekend. here. I mean, you have Rogers here, who is going to be tough to beat. You have Tyler Fry in the fifty-five; he's going to be tough to beat. Two very, I mean, stock car. You can really just you, you know, can go down the list, and eat, everybody's going to have a chance. Close your eyes and throw a dart. You have a very good chance of picking a winner in Kansas for the stock car feature. And it's IMCA stock cars. Everybody says stock cars are overrated, but stock cars put on the best. In my opinion, from being an announcer for twelve years, stock cars put on the best show weekly. Week in and week out, I, I'll agree with that. And somebody that's on the track now that um, I met a couple years ago, and uh, he's really surprised me because he's originally from Texas. Never met him before until a couple years ago I parked by him, is Boone Evans. That kid is fast. And he's in a stock car and a sport mod. And he can wheel a car. And he's like seven foot tall. He is yeah. <laughs> huge, but man, he is—he's a wheel man. It, he's my—he's my pick for this weekend. I mean, you can't for—I you got to throw it out there. Tathan Burkhart. Oh yeah, he's also a wheel man. He shows yeah. up. I mean, is shows up in big races. I believe. I was going to make some notes for myself. I need to do that tomorrow for this big show. But I believe he's the defending winner for the Sunflower Classic in the stock cars. I think so. I know. I, I he, think he ended. He ended his year in the hobby stocks, winning the fall nationals, and then I believe he started his stock car season with down there in the Nutrinac Victory Lane. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, look. 
But again, we can go we can go to hobby stocks real quick while while he's doing some looking. While Sheldon looks. Um, we got some hobbies and some sport mods out here. Those aren't sport mods. They're sport compacts. <laughs> Same thing. Um, you know, Brady's going to be hard to beat. Um, he's always fast in his hobby stock. Uh, little Rogers, I mean, he's he's getting quicker every year, every time he's on the track. Um, I don't know. I, I I don't. I can't tell you who I think is going to. I mean, there's one. Last year, I think was a breakout. Obviously, it was a breakout year. He's not racing this year. Lyle Russell. Oh yeah. He he went from never winning a track championship to last year he won three. Yeah. Dodge City Raceway Park, RPM Speedway, Thomas County Speedway. And state, right? I'm not 100 percent sure on that one. Lyle, if you're watching, tell me if you want to stay. <laughs> you were watching the other night, but I mean, he was a big breakout year last year with their legacy, legacy their legacy chassis, chassis their home built race car. It was super fast every weekend. Obviously, won three track championships. I mean, but hobby stocks are kind of a toss-up because you just never know who's going to show up that night. I mean, 7-Eleven, Brady Binkins always lights out in hobby stock. Ron and Bomb. very fast. He's gotten he's gotten very very good in the past couple of years. Yep. And it, it just it just really depends. I mean, any night in a hobby stock, it could be anybody. I mean, it really could. But, yeah. Did you come up with your answer? Well, I looked back at my article, and if my article's right, <laughs> Tathan Burkhart did not finish the second night of the Sunflower Classic last year. But I've been known to make mistakes. But I've got Kyle Piper won that feature. It could have been Gus. But yeah. is he in a car this year? I don't know. I He's not here tonight that I've seen. Not that I've seen either. But... And I haven't really seen too much about him racing here lately. And so, yeah, I, I don't know. Chillin, you got a pick for hobby stocks? Uh, well, it's hard to not pick Brady Binken or Nick Ronabon. Brady, Brady in big shows at RPM and hobby stocks doesn't exactly have the best luck. Normal night here, normally in victory lane, big shows usually finds a tire and ends up on his lid or some other. He's done that a couple times. I say as he's making his way onto the racetrack right now. But I say that a couple times. And, uh, I mean, there's another stock car driver that can show up very fast, Chris Oliver. Oh, yeah. Is Munoz coming? I don't know. Anytime he shows up, he's fast. I know there's well. a bunch of Colorado guys coming. I think Jesse Taylor's going to. Ooh, is Jesse showing up in a, I, I think in a so. Stock I think car? he's going to bring the stock car out. Or at least his, nice. his Facebook said he was going east. So hmm. east from Colorado would be us. Well, yeah, unless he drives right through us and doesn't stop and collect his $200. <laughs> but anyway. I guess uh, not that he, I don't know if I'd make him my pick for the weekend, but I better give a shout-out to Cody Williams in the hobby stock. Uh, for those of you that kind of follow the Facebook page, uh, the wheelinganddeal.com Facebook page. I think it was yesterday. I post way too much stuff on my Facebook page, but uh, I think I said something special coming tomorrow. Uh, assuming that we can make it happen, I don't know if Tanner's going to help, and if he doesn't, it's okay. But uh, I personally plan on doing 
kind of a big sit-down interview with Cody Williams, Tyler Fry, and uh, Branson. Branson, yes. Uh, we'll kind of walk around the trailer or, you know, walk around the cars. And I've even been kind of thinking about a behind-the-scenes look at Cody Williams' weekend. I don't know if I'm going to do that part, but uh, for sure, look forward to a pretty exciting interview with uh, Tyler Pry, Cody Williams, and Branson Archer tomorrow. We'll try and do that. I don't know if it will be posted by the end of the weekend, but hopefully Monday morning. Uh, speaking of speaking of posting stuff, uh, if you're not listening on Facebook Live or tuned in on Facebook Live or the TikTok Live, don't feel like you're missing out on the show. Everything's going to be uploaded to uh, a website called Podserve, and they will distribute everything to Spotify, Pandora, Apple Music, uh, this Bullhorn app. There's a couple other platforms, Amazon Music. Uh, and then I think you can go to the Podserve uh, website as well and search for Chronicles from the Cushion and listen to the podcast that way. Uh, the Facebook Live's just a cool deal, and the TikTok Live, just a cool deal that we wanted to bring the live broadcast to people if they wanted to tune in and, uh, you know, maybe help out with the asking questions and uh, talking points. Uh, but hopefully everything's posted tomorrow morning. I'll do try and do it in the hotel before I come to the track. Give me something uh, to listen to as I head to Scott City for yeah. my, listen to myself again. Yeah. If I'm going to be on Spotify, man, we hit the big time. There we go. Yeah. yeah it's going to be pretty cool to see my name or all of our names up on Spotify. Uh, oh, there. So we didn't touch on who we think the compact. We haven't got the compact yet. <laughs> oh, boy. I better watch my mouth because man i've got a lot of friends yeah well um i don't want to piss anyone off either especially <laughs> especially the two guys that run the wheeling and deal.com uh lettering yeah lettering on the name rail or not name rails but the rails mm-hmm. of the car i probably should favor them too but also we're told in the media world not to have favorites so uh you got the Lone Ranger out there right now, Gage Porter, making some. So, if I've got to take a shot at who I think could win this weekend, oh, I have, oh. I have two. Oh, I have two. You have I wanna, two. I want to see if you are you go with one of my two. Okay. So we'll see what you have to say. No, I'll let you. No, go. let's go. Okay. You, you were first. So we've got a pretty good amount of cars that came in this weekend. Um, we've even got some guys that, uh, I've raced with in Iowa. Um, you know, I'm, uh, acquaintances with, oh, he did break. He's not even making it off the track. It's probably um, like 57 night right rear he's got on it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the 28R Trent Reed, he is a fast car out of Iowa. He's going to be down here this week. Um, the Kaylee uh, Richards, the 12 out in Nebraska, she is also fast. I've raced with her up in uh, Beatrice, but you can't you can't forget about. Well, maybe you'll make it back out, but uh, 
Gage Porter, he's always fast. Uh, Hayes, Kyle Mortensen, he he has came a long way in the last couple of years. And then, there, of course, Ted Trumbo. He always, always puts on a good show everywhere he goes, always in the top five. If I've got to pick one, man, I'm going to make people mad. I, I, I've got it. You can make your decision. I'll tell you my two. I've my, got, go ahead. My two broke down between because uh, I don't. I kind of zoned out a little bit watching Tathan run around in his nice looking stock car. But Kyle Higdon, seventeen, always fast here at his home track. Pretty much. Yep. Pretty much the only track he runs at. I think he runs at Salina as well. But yep. you know he's very fast here. And Ted, those were my two. Ted's always very fast, no matter where he unloads as well depending on what car he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and that, see, for me, it's going to come down to Kyle, Ted, and Kyle. I, I think that's going to be the top three this weekend. Um, like I said, Trent Reed, he's fast, but I don't think he's ever really raced here, so he might still be having to try and figure out this track. Um and yeah, it's just it's just going to be a toss up because you talked about stock cars being you can throw a blanket over them or throw a dart and that's who's going to win. You know, lately that's how it is in the compacts. You know, you don't really see a lot of breakaway races. Um, most races are within seconds, and it, it can be anybody, anywhere. I'd love to say I'd win tomorrow, but yeah, I won't be here. So. You'll win the race to Scott City. Scott City, yep. Yeah. And I'll be there for a week. So. I guess uh, my pick's going to have to be between Ted Trummel and uh, Kyle Mortensen. I, I really like how Kyle races. and I think He's Kyle's a long way in the last couple yeah, of years. I think so Kyle's depends who you ask. Cause there's, a, there's a sport compact driver in Goodland that got dumped by him. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's yeah. okay. Looks like we're done with the testing tune. All right. Uh, yep, we are. And for me, I don't know. Do you guys have any more questions for me? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think see we have much on, on Facebook. So, nope. Anything on TikTok? Negative Ghost Rider. No, they're just making fun of us. Pretty yeah. much. Well, that's natural. But, well, I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, you know, I really like this idea of getting uh, – driver's input on stuff and seeing you know just just how everything goes excuse me but uh yeah i appreciate it and i'm gonna head out of here guys all right uh thank you sir yeah thank you and before you take off madison uh yeah i got yeah we have a couple flags up here and we're gonna end up giving away a flag and oh finally <laughs> But uh, we're going to give away a flag. Every driver that hops on the podcast is going to autograph the flag. And then we'll have an entry box, hopefully down at, in the concession area or somewhere. I'll see where Chris will let me place a box. But uh, we'll have entry forms. Anybody can enter to win. We're not going to ask you guys to do anything other than give us a name and a phone number. Um, and then we'll we'll draw draw a winner during fall nationals for a flag autographed by all of the podcast driver for the drivers that jump on the podcast. Uh, so 
I'll probably have Madison walk over there and sign the autograph or sign the flag. Um, other than that, uh, I think we're about ready to wrap things up. Uh, we probably don't have much other to talk about. Uh, probably need to shout out a couple people, Tathan. Or not Tathan, Tanner. Jeez, I'm all messed up up here. Um, want to give a big shout out to my buddy, uh, Carl Red Larson, who does photos by Red. Um, he's always been a big supporter of mine, uh, believes in what I'm doing and just trying to push me to be the best I can be. Uh, yep, anywhere you want, Madison. Um, also need to give a shout out to Cam Gruber. I know I mentioned him earlier, but Bulletproof the Bulletproof Designs, if you need a logo made, or if you have a race car that needs wrapped, uh, I strongly consider asking uh, Cam Gruber. He lives right here in Hayes, right? Or am I wrong? Close enough. <laughs> but uh, yeah, definitely ask Cam Gruber to um, wrap you a car or make a logo. I guess, Tanner, if you have anyone to thank, uh, go ahead. I just need to. I do have a couple people that support me in my announcing personally, so I need to give them some shout outs. First of all, shout out to RF Cattle Company, Madison Reed over here, um, the Joy of Seating, Corey and Randy LaJoy, making some safer yeah, racing you. seats. Thanks, bud. Uh, Flex Racing, they are making some some apparel for me coming this year. And I think that is it's going to wrap it up for the people I got to say thank you to. Yep. All right. So uh, I don't think there's anything else really to say other than uh, please subscribe to the podcast. Uh, give us a shot this season. We, uh, uh, at least my hope is to try and record a episode before every race weekend here at RPM. Hopefully Tanner doesn't get sick of me throughout the season, but, uh, Thank you guys for checking in and 